Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Talks with me, your favorite starseed goddess, Elise 5000, and I'm a recording artist, music creative, and this podcast was created to help me along my journey of mental expansion. So with that said, today we're going to be talking about the importance of mental expansion so you don't get tricked out here in the matrix. Some tricky stuff going on here in the third dimension. It's a hologram. We live in a holographic reality. Everyone's projecting. So everything is like a basically a shit show, honestly. And I get it. Order from chaos. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The scripture then goes on to say, since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priest. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless your children. I just feel like that scripture means it's like a generational curse passed down because you're not actually teaching your children what they're supposed to know. Like knowledge, it's like the knowledge is how you become a God how you master yourself, how you master this realm. I mean, we, ye are gods. We all are gods, right? But you want to be a good God to yourself, right? By mastering your reality through knowledge, expanding your consciousness, because why would you not want to do that? So one of my college professors taught me about this thing called metacognition. And it's basically like a tree, okay? It's a tree of cognition. So Each thing you learn, each time you learn something, it is hooked on to something else that you already knew. And so in order, and it becomes a tree, like it creates branches. Now, we talk about in the Bible, actually, the tree of life, right? Versus the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They're both trees, (laughs) okay? But, and also it kind of looks like a mind map. So, but if you know what a mind map looks like, then you know that that a mind map looks like a tree. So I, when she taught me about metacognition, about learning and the reason why it is important to learn prerequisite um, information before moving on to advanced information is because if there's, if, if you learn advanced information without the prerequisite information, where is it going to go? Where, where, where is it going to attach to? It's going to be completely over your head and you're not going to be able to learn. You're not going to be able to accept that information. You're not going to be able to understand, okay? And that's why Jesus is always saying, let those who have ears hear. And so when you think about a tree, right? I'm pretty sure back 2,000 years ago, they didn't know how to express, oh, it's a mind map of ideas, you know, blah, blah, blah. They just said it was a tree, right? And so the universe is actually a tree. It looks like a tree, neurons in the brain are a tree because every time you learn a new thing, this is how metacognition works. Every time you learn a new thing, a new uh, neuron is created in your brain. It rewires. And it. The, if you look at it, like Google it, it, it's a tree, literally. So metacognition. So learning knowledge is actually important because it helps you to get out of the matrix or not to be deceived. And it make it so bad. Have you ever heard of a reprobate mind where, you know, your mind is stuck like in a state of egoic, lower dimensional, the bad place, basically. It's the bad place. So, and, and, and they say, you know, when you're a reprobate, the Lord turns you over to a reprobate because you refuse to, you know, get help or to work on yourself or to... Um, learn the error of your ways. And it's a thing called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity 
And um, neuroscientist Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about neuroplasticity a lot. And I, I used to, um, I read his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And that's where I learned that if I don't get myself together before the age of 35, I could become stuck because your brain gets hard. It's called neuroplasticity, all right? Reprobate. Dr. Joe Dispenza believes that you can achieve anything once you learn how to rewire your brain, which is the tree of life. You, you go from the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to the tree of life. So anyway, I think that the tree of life is you rewiring your own brain. I don't know. So he believes you can achieve anything once you learn how to rewire your brain and recondition your body to make lasting changes. So your brain contains about 100 billion neurons or trees that store information and communicate with each other. So whether you learn something new, your neurons communicate, making a new synaptic connection in your neocortex. And that's what learning is. The metacognition thing I was telling you about the trees, you create new branches once you learn a new thing and then it can connect to another branch that you had and you'd be like, oh, so that's what they were talking about when I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Boom. Oprah calls this an aha moment. So anyway, making new connections in your neocortex is your thinking brain. I think, therefore I am. All is mine. As Dr. Joe Dispenza puts it, he says neurons that fire together wire together. And this means whenever you learn something new, your brain physically changes. But that's not the only amazing thing your brain can do. Now, did you know that your brain generates more electricity in a single day than all the cell phones on Earth? Yeah, ye are gods. But nah, y'all, we ain't God. We ain't the most high. Let me know when the most high head hits you up and said, hello, my name is most high and I've been watching you and I saw what you did. You sinner. I digress. So yeah, your brain generates more electricity in a single day than all the cell phones on earth. And when you experience something, you take in the information through your five senses, which causes your neurons to organize themselves into patterns. This then triggers an emotion that enhances the experience, making it easier to remember, which is why you can remember your first kiss or where you were on, on 9-11, if you were even born, but perhaps not what you had for dinner the night before last. Like, that's how, like, what did you wear yesterday? I don't know. What did you eat yesterday? Okay, I know what I ate yesterday, but because I eat the same thing every day. So with that being said, learning is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. No, I don't, I wouldn't say it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, just because those are like, to me, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is you experiencing polarity. So you knowing the good things about being in the third dimension and, you know, and the bad things as well. That's what I associate um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then the tree of life is kind of like the kingdom of heaven, you know, like the, the garden of Eden where everything was copacetic, you know, you're naked with your boo, ain't nothing going on, it's fruit all on the trees, except for you can't eat from the one tree because that's the bad tree, <laughs> okay? That'll throw you into a lower dimension. So now you have to experience third dimensional polarity, which to me is you facing your shadow self because all is mine. So if somebody is being demonic towards you, that's you being demonic towards you. And now it's reflected in your outer reality because everyone is you pushed out. You know how liars lie to themselves or in denial. Like legit pathological liars aren't even conscious of their lying. And it can also be called delusion or denial. They're all um, ego defense mechanisms which is your shadow, which is the splitting of your consciousness. Remember in the garden when um, God was like, where y'all where y'all at? It was like, we hiding. He's like, you're hiding from yourself. And that is where 
psychological projection comes into play. Now, how does this have, what does this have to do with the importance of mental expansion? This is just information and I'm helping you expand like right now, but it does go together. Just, just bear with me. Okay. So a lot of times narcissists or disordered individuals, they lie to themselves because they're hiding from themselves and they split their, their consciousness to create a false self that they are to hide from their bad, you know, the bad traits. So you'll find this a lot of times in churches, religious organizations, cults and stuff like that, where the people have to suppress their true nature um, to themselves, right? So they'll be like, well, I'm not a sinner. You're a sinner. You know, I don't do these things and blah, blah, blah. But secretly you're manipulative. You are, you use a lot of cognitive distortions. You're uh, mentally abusive towards others. You belittle, you know, you criticize overly. Oh, but you're a good person. I have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. You've split your personality. You're not even aware that you do these things. And a lot of times people be poisoning people and doing all kind of weird, killing people for insurance money and doing just all kind of stuff. And they are not aware because they split their consciousness so they create this false self where they're super religious where they're good I go to church every Sunday and I recycle and I go to yoga class and I uh I'm in PETA and I help animals like so I was dating an f-boy who thought that he was a good guy but really he was an F-boy and he was like manipulating himself into thinking that he was a good guy because he would do manipulative things um, like being vague, won't answer a question direct. So he doesn't have to lie. You know what I mean? He just won't answer the question, <laughs> okay? Or when I ask a question, he will use word salad to confuse me. Well, he to try to confuse me. I already knew what it was the whole time. But to try to confuse me so that I would shut up, even though the situation was never resolved. He just, and that was how he got away with, you know, with his own self. That's how he justified and rationalized his behavior. Because to him, he didn't do anything wrong. If I don't lie, I'm just going to um, do word salad and skate around the actual truth. I won't say, say a yes or no, you know, because I'm a good guy. You know, I don't like girls who curse, even though I want to put my fingers in your butthole and have butt sex with you, even though we're not married and we're just friends, but women should be held to a higher standard. I can be sexually perverse, but you can't curse. And you're a whore if you had more than one sex partner, even though I've run trains on girls with eight dudes in the room and we were all naked together. I'm just going to go ahead and digress because I'm getting totally off topic. <laughs> I got a little carried away. But the point is, is that, and, and, and even, you know, psychological projection is real. Um, but I think that a lot of times toxic people, they justify and rationalize. Like they'll create a, a, something in their mind where they can do bad things to people. You know what I mean? Like mental alchemy, like, oh, technically I didn't lie because I didn't, I just didn't answer. Or technically, you know, I, you know... I didn't cheat because we don't go together. We're just friends. Yeah, we're just friends. Even though we go on dates, kiss, have sex. I buy you stuff. I take you to get your nails done. I take you to get your hair done. Boom, boom. I cake. I spend money on you. I pay some of your bills. But we just friends. Therefore, even though I have gay friends. So I probably do the same thing with my gay friends because this is how I treat friends. I have sex with them and I kiss them and I buy them stuff. And this is how this what a, what a friend means to me. 
<laughs> okay? Mental alchemy, man. You lie to yourself so that you can do a bad thing. Even like one of my other exes, like he convinced himself I was a bad person. Like he made up something I did to him. Like he just decided I want, you did this to me so he could have an excuse to do bad things to me. He completely made up something. I just was like, yo, you need help. You're crazy. But I was talking to my little homie and he kind of like showed me how I actually do the same thing. Because I think everybody kind of does this unless you're super aware Unless you really like examined your behavior, which this was a pivotal moment for me because when he told me, he gave me an example of how I did the same thing to somebody else. And I was like, what? I had an aha moment. I created a new neuron in my brain because I didn't know I was, I was project. Like, well, it wasn't that I was, well, yeah, I'm projecting because how would I even know what was being done to me if I don't do it myself? I've done it. So I've done the exact same thing too. I've done, I have maybe like over-exaggerated on someone doing something to me so that I could be mean to them. I have, you know, I mean, I've done, I've done, I have done these things before, okay? And I couldn't see it that way. I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. Like, that's not what I meant by when I did that. And he was like, no, okay, okay. He was like, what if it was me, right? And then I, and then he kind of reversed the story. The same exact story I told him that the dude did to me, he flipped it and made it be him and another girl. And he was, and I was like, ooh, okay. Okay. Damn. All right, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> My bad, shouted. That was, I, so I got the karma back. You see, because I did what I had did like when I was like 20 and then I couldn't understand. I was like, the guy was psycho. Like, and he was like, do you think you maybe led him on? Like, you you know, blah, blah, blah. You're going to tell you the story. But I was like, I, I did do that. <laughs> but that's why it's important to do shadow work. Okay. I'm not good. Okay. I am good because I, I try and at least I examine my behavior. At least I could say, you know what? I did do that to somebody else. Okay, and I, I recognize that I can be also toxic. As much as I talk about toxic people, yes, I can be toxic too. Everyone is toxic at some point. But um, I mean, self-awareness is key. And the ability to be introspective is that means I'm not a narcissist. I remember my first therapy session when I went to the doctor. I went to the therapist at 18. I made the appointment because I... You know, was told that I was narcissistic and selfish because I want my own life. I want to do what I want to do with my life. And so I went to um, therapy and the doctor was like, no, you're not. I was like, oh my God. He was like, what brings you here? And I was like, I'm a narcissist. I think I'm a narcissist. And he busts out laughing like straight hard. He busts out laughing so hard. I was like, what are you laughing for? Like, he was like, yo. He was like, if you're a narcissist, you wouldn't think you're a narcissist. Duh. I was like, what? What? And he was like, yeah, narcissists don't think they're narcissists. And narcissists don't come up in here trying to get help. That's very rare. Um... We had my parents come in um, one of the sessions and it lasted like three minutes. He was like, okay, sir, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, right? And then after they left, he was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, they're not going to change. 
So you're just going to have to navigate that. Because after you get a certain age, you're stuck like that. If you don't get help before that, you are stuck. It's called neuroplasticity. Reprobate. You're not going to be able to see it. Psycholog- like how my homeboy broke it down. He was like, don't you see how you were doing it? I saw. I did. I saw. I was like, okay, I did do that. Okay. I was able to admit that, yes, I did do that. Okay. But I try to talk to people who are going to tell me the truth about certain things, but without being toxic. Like he did it in a way that wasn't toxic because he used an allegory. He used a parable by flipping the story that I told him where I was accusing the guy of being a psycho and he wanted me to see it from a different perspective. So he flipped it and then he made the he made the guy be in my position and he flipped it around and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was wrong. And my friend, you know, my homeboy, he's one of the most self-aware people I've ever seen. Like, he's aware of stuff. Like, and, and I have to, you know, make him aware of things too, but that's just normal. He's still more, way more self-aware than many people. You know, like he knows things that he does and that he's working on and that, you know, and he's willing to like listen. Like when I have a suggestion or he is, he he's like, okay, okay, okay. Let me, you know, all right. Yes. Okay. I probably shouldn't do that. And I did the same thing for him. You know, I turn it around. I make a parable and flip it and be like, well, what if it was, you know, this or what if, you know, we try to, you know, talk these things through with each other. And I think that's a really healthy, I feel like, you know, it's, it's a good, uh, a good way to be with your friends or you want to have friends that you can do that with to help expand your consciousness, to help expand your world so you can see things from a different perspective so that you're not all the time psychologically projecting your shit onto people. And with that, I appreciate you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please do so so you can be updated when I post new episodes. Got a lot of new stuff coming and also share. You know, share the podcast. I'm super excited about what's coming. And so, with that, as always, peace. I'm dropping slow in the fast lane. Drop a spoon, pop a coating. I make them haul at the blue things. I make them call all my name. My vibe is like drugs. You know, I got dope. You know, I'm the plug. Yeah. My vibe is like drugs. Fall in love